This is a whole mess. A whole mess. Uh, you know, there may be a whole echo in the first like five minutes of the show. Oh Lord, man. Okay, technical difficulties. Look, man, I am not a scientist. I am not a technician, and she's not a. a I'm not coordinated. <laughs> she's all. not an officer coordinator. Look, we're doing oh the best God. we can with the information that we have at the time. Oh my God! God treat me like a treat me. And I feel like none of y'all heard nothing. Sorry. Uh, did, you, did, you, did, you share, did you share on Facebook? I haven't had a chance to. You can go share on Facebook. Jesus, thanks. So while Mel is sharing on Christ. Facebook, as you guys can see, J. Lou is not here this week. Um, he'll be back next week, of course. And you know and what? Mel's going to be out of town next week. Yep. So, um, yeah, we're just taking turns. Um, I'll be off in... in uh, never. Never. I'm always here. I tried to um, get Mel to figure out the setup today so I could take a day off. And she's sitting there like... Not today. Not today. Colonizer. She um she Mel she uh Chloe Maley. Maley Haley? I don't forget no. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, man, just treat me like a treat me, okay? <laughs> if I'ma treat me, you know what I'm saying? Don't treat me like a pick me. Treat, treat me like, like a treat me. me. Or treat me like I treat me. Oh my god. <laughs> and you know I'm doing right. Yeah, we got a crazy episode this week. Um we're live on YouTube and Facebook. If so, if you guys are listening on Monday, we did go live at six ish on uh, Sunday, and we'll be doing that for the uh, foreseeable future. Um, shout out to our sponsors, uh, Mo's Marvelous Cleaning. I'm about to do for Marvelous Cleaning, Mo. Uh, I'll be calling you uh, sometime this week. Um, and MySexual.net. Um, you know, you use code Kickbackers on either one of those, and you get ten percent off. Also, for your PNC, your home auto. Brenner's insurance, hit me up. Life insurance, hit up J. Lou. Um, and we're gonna get started. This is gonna be a good episode because we were watching um when I this is that segment, which is usually a relationship or sex topic. I saw a post from a young lady on Facebook that went viral. She was saying where her standards were and men were upset, up the fuck set. So and I didn't get it. We'll talk about that. We gotta talk about new music by the game and Meg, um, the stallion, Rod Wave, Nikki. Uh, voice for all this great assist. We'll talk about that. Um, the murder ink doc. Everybody's been hitting me about the Shashanti. Look, I get it. I just want you guys to stay out of my relationship, okay? Just stay out of it. I, I can handle my home. I don't even know what Irv did. I don't even know. You know, you know how I found out Ashanti was at the Nelly concert? Everybody on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Christian Mingle messaging me. Uh, you guys gotta relax. Um, Nipsey will get his actual namesake award this week. Mm-hmm. Um, H-U. No. Got some big news coming. Um, and the Breakfast Club broke up. Now, I think every entity in, in the entertainment industry that has been successful has had at least one breakup. 
including the partner and kickback. Yeah, we done broke up a couple times. Yeah. I, and, and I was thinking like, shit, we, we got more breakups than anybody. But now, like most people have gone through like the, like Joe Bunn podcast, he started off with a girl and then it was that girl, I forget her name, sorry, um, Rosenberg and kind of Rory. Then it was him and Rory. Then it was him, Rory and Maul. Then it was him, Rory, Maul and Parks. Then it was his, then him, it was- Him, Rory, Maul, Parks, Ice-ish. Yeah, they were, yeah, Ice and Ish and that whole mixture. Um, on their Patreon, he always says Sue Surf. Not Sue Surf. Yeah, Sue Surf on there. So yeah, we're not the only people that, that go through these things, guys. Mm-hmm. So you, you got the sharing and stuff? We yes. out there we in the streets? We in the streets. All right, so we in the streets. All right, everybody. Treat me like a treat me. Um, okay. Let me get it on one more time. That ain't what you was supposed to say. Right. Like a tribe called Quest. You say the whole thing. <laughs> Welcome to a pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You we say the whole thing. Also oh. known as the Black CNN and the Revolution. We'll be televised. <laughs> oh, this will be one of them episodes it's I can tell it. already. Yep. I'm no breaks new to Righteous Ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every Monday. Monday. We right back at it. I am the Black Savage, the Magneto of my people. You hear me? What up, y'all? It's your girl, Melanie Dion, also known as I Am So Mellow, the Queen of Creeps, the Breaker of Men, also known as the Conscious Creep, here for another week. Week, week, week. Hold on. Straight to the point, J. Lou. <laughs> J. Lou, what are you doing? Oh man, um, <laughs> so we're gonna be a little interactive this week. Can you monitor uh, comments? Yeah, yeah. And you guys, um, we're bringing the old format back, so you can comment, you can tell us your thoughts, you can tell me when I'm right, you can tell Mel when she's wrong. I knew he was gonna say that. <laughs> um, remember when I used to um, we used to do the intro, and I'd be like, "Some of them, some the righteous." Yes, wretched. We are not going back to that. <laughs> All right. So anyway, guys, um. Let's go with hello. Um, I'll, I'll start while you're doing that. Oh, um, I mean, okay. Or, or you can start. Yeah, no, go right ahead. Um, oh, my high of the week. My high of the week was um, I joined a gym and went and worked out. I got off my ass. Good for you. Thank you. So that's uh something, I ain't gonna say been my Achilles heel, but it's just something that I think if I can master a successful workout program, I can figure out the key to life. I think whatever stops me from working out successfully, consistently for a long-term period is what's holding me back in every other area of my life. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. So I think that if I can get this done, I think everything else will fall in line, including Ashanti. So love you, boo. Um, my low of the week, <laughs> I see where my dog gets his face from. Or maybe I got it from her. Okay. He always trying to take credit for something somebody else did. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. No. Didn't you want to call yourself the righteous fresh? Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't you? Didn't you? I yeah. thought I was like uh, the... Yeah, but you wanted the righteous fresh. You tried to steal it from me. You tried to take it. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't want to be involved. So... <laughs> um, oh, oh, my Lord, are we... My Lord of the Week, um, I, I, I was triggered a couple of times. And, um, yeah, by people yeah. who were intentionally trying to trigger me. Intentionally trying to trigger me. 
And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck what? is like, you know, all the all the all this these muscle therapy. You're trying to bring trying to take me out of therapy. Like, let me, you know what I'm saying? But thank God for the remnants of therapy because I haven't gone in a few months that um allowed me to move in a better way. But I was triggered a few times this week. Um, so that was my low. I like the way I handled it though, for the most part. Uh, we won't get into that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my face was like, Ooh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I ain't tell you everything that happened. All right. Um, okay. I actually don't really have a real low. Like That's good. I'm I'm tired and shit this week because I've been working a lot this week. I've been working a lot because I'm getting ready to go out of town to go see one of my best friends from my childhood get married this weekend. Oh, we don't have an all. And I can't wait to see her and her boo who has involved me with, oh, you have to help me record this video too. Um, The one I asked you about, which is going to be interesting because I look like shit today. Um, And it's not that kind of video, guys. It's definitely not that kind of video. Um, But... So there's that. And then my family has been in my job like three times in the last week. And that's been awesome. Like they've been brought different people. Uh, my brother-in-law was there Wednesday. He brought some friends with him. And, mm-hmm. the, and one of the people that he brought with him ended up coming back on Saturday when they came back for brunch. Um, he brought his wife. And they, because he was like just in love with my fried chicken. He was just like, I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> how did you get the seasoning all the way through to the meat? Usually it's just on the skin, but like it's in, are you like brining this? And I'm like, everybody always asks me if I'm brining my chicken or if I use buttermilk. And I'm like, I don't do none of that. It's just seasoned with love. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was another awesome experience. Um, Work has been good. Like, shit is just really good right now. I'm just tired. Um, yeah, I have no complaints. I, I don't really have a low. I, I dropped three pounds. All right. Without working out, even that, that, better. That's even more impressive. Yeah. I mean, well, I haven't really been drinking like that. Mm. So that definitely helps. Is that the key? Yeah, because those are liquid calories. I'm going to look like I'm pregnant forever. Man, it's hard. I mean, I, I drink less. And so what you drink also matters because drinking brown liquor has a lot more sugar yeah. in it than white liquor. You see, I'm using the tonic water. Yeah. Juice and shit. So um, that is also a factor. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have no complaints right now. Like, shit is good. And I just need to make sure I keep them on this path because the last thing I need is for this dress to get any tighter. <laughs> I still I have a shirt that I bought in DC before I moved to Atlanta that I only could wear once because it just it, it, it it's just too tight. Mm-hmm. I keep the shirt. I'm only wearing it one time. It's motivation. It's motivation. One day I will fit that shirt. If I had this mic attached to my um shirt right now, I would get up and go and want to get it and show y'all the shirt. But uh my I would goal, totally tell you to put it on. Oh, hell no. I would, you think I look could, pregnant now? I mean, I, it would be motivation. You could see oh. yourself in it, and we could see you in it, and then we would all be like, work on your fitness goals. I'm going to take a picture of You take a picture of me in the show after the episode, and then once I lose the weight, I'm going to take another picture. Okay. And then we, then I'll, I'll show you how the fat picture after I got the skinny picture. Okay. I ain't showed it to y'all first. I want to. Well, I'm gonna be here to see the fat picture. So I'm <laughs> gonna I might not be able to get that motherfucker on. That done my hit right here. He, right, right. He gonna be stuck in it like this, y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna get it off. 
If you stuck like this, I'm just gonna get up back over your arms. Jesus. All right, that's, uh, that's how low we have another segment called My Left Stroke Just Went Viral. Our viral story of the week. The Breakfast Club, as you know it, is now over. Mm-hmm. Was the treat that Angela Yee sent that rocked the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite what we thought. Um, well, I don't know what you guys thought. I thought that you know, maybe that somebody was leaving, it was breaking up all together, going through different directions. But I remember last week going, Charlemagne, we knew this contract. Um, and and DJ Envy, we knew he was like a year ago. <clears throat> Damn, I don't know what that was. So I was like, well, Angela Yee didn't renew her contract yet, or it hasn't been reported yet. I wonder if that's what it, what it is. And I, and the fact she's not leaving the network, but she's leaving, well, she's leaving, I guess, the station, but she's staying with iHeart, who the station is a part of iHeart. And she's going to have a syndicated show, a nationally syndicated uh, show that'll be daily. And her podcast is going to be nationally syndicated. Um, I fuck with Angela Yee. Um, I listen to Lip Service every week. No, actually, I watch it. I watch it. That's one of the few podcasts I just make a point to watch. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because she always, you know, her and the ladies, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty little ladies. That's what it is. Oh, okay. my, looking at the ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew there was a reason. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I'm going to watch some black women. You put some black women on TV on the internet, I'm looking. I'm going to tell you. Um, but congratulations. Let's give a round of applause for Angela Yee. I don't know what the Breakfast Club is going to do moving forward. It'll be DJ Envy and Charlamagne. I don't know if they're looking for a, a third, like another young lady to bring in, but I would recommend Mel. Um, you guys holler at Mel. I'm my manager. Contact me. And um, if you need on a Breakfast Club, you can make that happen. You know what I'm saying? How would you feel about doing a Breakfast Club? Um, I mean... As long as I could do other stuff too, because mm-hmm. you know, my heart is in my food. Yeah, well, see, she got a, a juice bar. She owns a juice bar, and she has her podcast. Yeah, as long, so she as, was long doing as I could shit. do my other things, I wouldn't be opposed to that. We'd have to move to New York. I, that is the part I do have a problem with. I, I'd have to be remote. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I could go to somebody's studio. Y'all could like zoom me in. <laughs> if you left, because the show is over, well, like ten in the morning is when it goes off, so you can be back to DC by twelve back, one. Back to DC. I mean, that shit, Atlanta. I, that's a lot of flying. Don't give me no money every day. That's that's yeah. a lot. Well, not maybe not every day, but leave Friday, and you'd have to go back Sunday because it's the show so fucking early on Monday. I, I leave Friday for leave Friday where from New York, come to Georgia. And then leave. Yeah, see, I left my job too much. It would be, I can't. Mm-mm. You would turn down a million dollars. Well, I'll Listen, do it. Charlamagne, if he, if he, do it. And that's the thing. Like, you're talking to a person that gave up a very promising career to start at the bottom of something that they wanted to do because they just loved it. So for me, it's not about money. It's about like, am I doing something that I actually really enjoy? Yeah, but I really and enjoy. And I enjoy. It. I and I, I well, I enjoy I podcasting, but, but I enjoy podcasting. <laughs> um, and I do have a background in like TV and film production and stuff like that. Um, but my passion is food. Okay. And I really, really love my job. Like I that's, love my job. That's amazing. Um, I'm I'm the nigga that like if I'd have won the fucking 
Mega Millions, I'd still be at my job. Because I just love what I do that much. I love where I work and what I'm doing that much. I love podcasting that much. I like selling shit. Ain't nothing better than turning a no into a yes. Um, uh, when it's um, consensual. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's nothing better than turning a no into a consensual yes in, in every category. I'm, I'm a salesman. Um, give me up for insurance in Georgia. Um, but, uh, I guess a lot of applause for Breakfast Club. I mean, they've been a staple um, in the community. We did model our show after the Breakfast Club. Um, the first one was just me and JB. And then it was me and JB. We had, you know, have, you know, I almost say random insert. Female guest Various hosts. female guest yeah. hosts. Um, and then self-included. Right. The goal was to have me, JB, and two women. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't found you well know, now me, you and J Luke, haven't found a fourth woman. And I think that's important to have balance. I think that a lot of shit that I learned was because I had, you know, you and Lex, like both of y'all on the episode. Mm-hmm. So because sometimes, but I know sometimes you'll get quiet mm-hmm. in some of those more spirited conversations. And for I'm time wondering. reasons. That's really why I get quiet a lot of time. Oh, yeah, for time. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we had a fourth host. We're going to be three hours in. Yeah, well, we had to cut down some of the sounds. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but even still, we still be like two hours in and be three of us. So you had a fourth girl, depending on a fourth person, either she's a female, uh, well, that was especially a woman that likes to talk. Yeah. Remember, we used to take a break. And yes. one hour, go downstairs for like five minutes, then come back upstairs. And we would still keep the time within its respective, like, time constraints. Yeah. Now we don't take a break, and it's still two hours long. That's crazy. It's crazy we just take a break in the middle of the episode. Jay Lou, that's all you. That's all Jay Lou. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, um, another thing that we noticed this week was, uh, as Solomon calls it, shout out to the Breakfast Club, Maga- Magalago was raided. It sure was. Um, by the feds, and they recovered some um, some documents. I think it was twenty five documents that, that were classified. Be, mm-hmm. They weren't supposed to be removed. Yeah, there, there were different they, levels of classified. But they're supposed to be turned over into like the presidential like archive, whatever the fuck it's called. This man went in there stealing shit, and and he'll, the whole time his lawyers are like, "This is an outrage! How dare <laughs> the Biden administration like do this search warrant?" And we don't have anything that's not, uh, you know, that we're not supposed to have. But you did; they recovered shit. So who are you trying to fool? We, you, y'all are very much like what is that? Uh, what, Wizard of Oz. Don't ignore the man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. nah, fam, y'all did that shit. You know what the craziest part of this whole thing, the revolution, is the aftermath of it. And with the Republican uh, senators and congressmen coming together and saying, defund the FBI. <laughs> These motherfuckers, when, de- when defund the police was a thing, these motherfuckers were so upset, so angry. How dare you say that? No, no, no. The selective they, outrage. Yeah. And now they're talking about the damn defund the FBI. Y'all gotta, Y'all gotta relax. Y'all gotta relax. Um. What my little effect there? Because uh, yeah, we didn't give you this war, so but... dumb. You, you are, are really dumb. dumb. For real. They tripping. Um, and uh, what else? Did you hear about the guy that committed suicide driving into the Capitol? Or driving into the Capitol barricade? No. Today. He drove into the barricade, oh, crashed his car, let off like eight, nine shots towards the Capitol, and then killed himself in the car. So he just shooting blindly, just shooting 
and then kill what the do you hope to accomplish by doing shit like that? I'm just curious. They um raided his boy house. They're not, they're not having that shit. But I'm like, what did he, the individual... Now, well, he, he's stupid, obviously. I mean, obviously. I just don't understand people in these weird, like, this selective outrage. Like, uh, I'm angry. I'm an angry white person. They don't know how to deal with the world when, when it isn't going their way. Yeah. Like, we know how to deal with the world. That is my hair. Okay. I thought it was me. I thought about to no. take my mic. <laughs> the world, we know how to deal I'd with I'd have been like, move your necklace. Okay. Right. Although you do need to move your shit because it is on your bike. <laughs> yep, there it is. Uh, nope, stop. Mm. You normally clip it in so it doesn't like constantly brush. Now do it. T- talk, move. Hello. Hey guys. Why are you being stiff? You? You're not a fucking. I don't like, with Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> um, no, you're good now. I bet. We're bet, both bet. good. I'm a little more clear. I'm uh, talking to myself like this, Doctor. I'm gonna say I'm I'm actually amazing and excellent. Oh my god! I would wish those things for you too. So, treat me like a treat me. Yeah, I'm not a pick me. I'm a treat me. Treat me like a treat me. Oh my god! But that song is good. Is it's a much better song now that we know she's saying treat me like I treat me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she means it in a sexual way. If if you think about it in any way, I want you to treat me like I treat me. Unless, of course, I'm having a um, man depressive episode and my amygdala is making me treat myself horribly. And I'm doing a lot of negative self-talk. And beating then, yourself and up? And myself up. At that point, don't treat me like I treat me. Treat me like a treat me at that point. You got to treat me like a treat me. If it's that. Okay, um, just moving on. <laughs> I feel like you were trying to segue that. Yeah. I felt that. In bones. Oh, what the fuck story of the week, man. Um, we all heard, of, heard about the OnlyFans model, white girl that killed her black, I think it might have been African. He was African. The white girl that killed her African boyfriend, the one that made those comments about black women being like, oh, give me the white women, da 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 him. There's yeah. video of her beating the shit out of him on the, on elevator, the elevator and him like trying Salon to restrain style. her. And uh, yeah, it just shows that her story is just totally a fucking lie. Um, she's been charged with murder. Yeah, as she should be. Like she you don't get be. to play the white woman card here. Yeah. I'm a damsel in distress. Nope, nope. You're crazy. I ass felt bitch. threatened. No, bitch. You were beating his ass. Yeah, and I hope... you have a history of violence. What's what's our guy named Merrick? The, um, Merrick the new... Garland. Merrick Garland is on his shit. He done fucking ra- raided Trump. He done brought Breonna Taylor officers up on trial, mm-hmm. on charges. He uh, sentenced. Uh, Ahmad Aubrey's murderer to uh, what did he get? That was him. I mean, that'd be him. That, that was local. like, I don't think that I'm was Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was local. That, that was, was actually Georgia. <laughs> Although, hate Go crimes loose. are fe- hate crimes federal. Was that treated as a hate crime? Yes, it was a hate crime. So, that it will. I don't, I'm not sure. Let's if it's not na- spread lo- yeah, lies. It's federal, but it may not be national, right? It, it might have be been local. handled by a local, exactly. But whatever America's doing, I'm going to at least say there's a trickle down. He's trying to right some wrongs. Yeah, he's writing some wrongs and not with a pen. Right. Wrong. He's trying to be smart and not be dumb. Really? (laughs) You are now the queen of the bad segue. (laughs) Did you just (laughs) smart? 
<laughs> Merrick Garland, don't be dumb. Exactly. Uh, and he's not being dumb. But yeah, go ahead. Some of his smart needs to trickle down to the state of North Carolina. Oh, man. Who... So dumb. You, you are, are really, really dumb. dumb. For, For real. real. Now, I'm not going to act like I know what to do. So I, I, I'll reserve some judgment. But um, putting AR-15s, I believe, in 10 different high schools in anticipation of a school shooting seems dangerous. I feel I have mixed feelings about this. Me me too. Um, Because it's been happening so frequently. I understand why they did it. Um, If the guns are with people who are trained to use them. Like, let's say they have um, police officers in those schools, okay? And and I want to know where these particular schools are. Because if it's 15 high schools in, like, Black neighborhoods, this ain't going to solve shit because it's not us going into schools shooting them up. Thanks. But if it's, like, 15 schools and it's, I mean, I hate to say if it's in predominantly white neighborhoods um, and... Let's say, let's say North Carolina just so happens to have a school shooting and it actually comes, it, it, like it, it happens to be at a school where, you know, one of the, the guns is there and it actually, it actually stops them. I'm not, I, I could see why they did it, but I could also see it being a thing where, oh, the potential school shooter found the gun and goes around and shoots up the whole school. You know what I'm saying? So it could go either way. So yeah. I have, I definitely have mixed feelings about it. I hope it doesn't pan out in my second version. Um, yeah. I hope it doesn't happen at all. I hope they don't have to use them. But America today, there's a higher chance that they will have to use them than won't. Um, my elementary school, um, Neville Thomas back in D.C. in Mayfair. Shout out to everybody in Mayfair and Paradise. I used um, to live around there. Yeah, I lived in Mayfair Mansions. I lived in a rental office. Um, uh, until my mother died, I, I got there. We left Seventh Street, in second in the middle of second grade, and I was in Neville Thomas from second grade to sixth grade. Um, but we had a security guard at, at our elementary school, and I remember um, I don't know if he was armed or not, but I remember one of the kids, one of the big hustlers. And I know it sounds crazy to be in elementary school, but one of the big hustlers at my elementary school got into it with the security guard. I remember the security guard like like damn it, whooping his ass. Cause he kept trying to fight him, so he was grabbing him, and then he get, he would slam him down, and he would get him trying to fight him again. He just slam him down again. Then he would strain him, and like boy, you better you know take your ass home. This was outside of school. I remember thinking like, damn, he fucking do it up, like um, and I wonder like if we could have a security guard or an officer at all at every school. And I'm at the Coolidge High School, and we had security guards and. We had that metal detectors. Mm-hmm. So every day I was late for um damn homeroom because like you gotta wait in the line and go through a metal detector. Mm-hmm. You gotta throw your book bag through the scanner. You gotta stand in line waiting for a metal detector. Depending on what time you got there, you'd be like, fuck. I ain't I'm missing first period. It is, and it just it just was what it was, but niggas was shooting in my high school, mm-hmm. like shooting at each other in the school. And so they had to do what they had to do. And I wonder if something like that is better. Because I think if they had the the uh one or two officers, and I guess it was one or two, or maybe five security guards in my high school. If every school had that, our school had exudes in the hood. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if every school had that, all these public schools, I mean, private schools and everything had that. 
would that be sufficient? I definitely I think, think it would be a deterrent because I don't feel, I, now I could be wrong, but I feel like we don't, that's not to say that they don't happen, but we don't hear about school shootings in black schools anymore. Especially since, especially once they started implementing metal detectors and, uh, you know, the scanners and stuff like that. We stopped hearing about stuff like that. And that's not to say that it doesn't happen, but we definitely don't hear about it. But we they definitely hear doors. about, yeah. I used to remember East Side High. Mm-hmm. You get those chains off the doors. I don't think we in East Side High. They really have locked our doors. Mm-hmm. You, you, we used to be, my 10th grade year, we used to be at the Lee campus and go to lunch at McDonald's, walk up the street to McDonald's, whatever was on Georgia Avenue, we could walk and go eat and then walk back and get in. It was to the point now where you couldn't leave in lunch. Mm-hmm. Like you, you had to stay in the school grounds. All the doors were locked. There was no going home trying to have sex on your lunch break. Not that I would, wait a minute. Not that I would do that. We know he was. Um, you know, other students. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. <laughs> but you couldn't leave no more. Once you once you enter that school, you could not leave until 3 p.m. And I think that's a better way to go than giving every, every damn school an AR-15. Yeah. What were you going to say? I thought I cut you off. Uh, I smoke a lot of weed. I don't remember. Okay, cool. All right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, North Carolina, rethink that. Rethink that. Um, now, something I'm really excited about is our Nipsey Hussle Award. We give this award every week for excellent achievement, you know, usually in the black community. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. But it's excellence and achievement. And it just, um, Nipsey was one of my favorite rappers, um, one of Mel's favorites. We actually went to the Eritrean Center uh, when he passed away. Um, for, I guess we'll call it a vigil. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was blessed with the opportunity to speak there. And, and talk about how much love I had for Nipsey. And um, after he passed, we used to have a, what we call the Grind and Shine Award, mm-hmm. which is for excellence and achievement. And I changed the name to the Nipsey Hustle Award because that's just how much Nipsey meant to me. And it feels good to know that he, meant, he means so much to so many other people. And on top of all of that, he now has a star on the goddamn Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, shit. You are just fucking up today. <laughs> and all the whole buttons. What the fuck? It's in the oh, hey, I clap that up. Jesus. <laughs> Messed up my beautiful oh my tribute God. to Nipsey. <laughs> you can uh, get with the- <laughs> So um, Or that. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, this dude, I, I can't stand on in, another internet troll, Charleston um, Winston, who just, he gets on the internet and just says, fuck everybody. He's just like an old street dude who got out of jail and just, just says outlandish shit. He's like, fuck Nipsey, fuck Tupac. Biggie a bitch. And he'd be like, what are you doing, dog? Why are you talking like this? He's trying to provoke you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he did he issued an apology to Nipsey um yesterday. An apology to the Crips, an apology to Crip Matt, who's like one of the more popular internet Crips. I hate to call him that, but he's his he doesn't have a podcast, but his videos get like hundreds of thousands of streams. Mm-hmm. He a Crip, and he always talking Crip shit, nigga shit, other shit. And he apologized to him specifically. And he apologized to all Crips and all Nipsey's fans, all the Nipsey's loved ones, and anybody that uh, felt the way about his comments. And he said that he didn't expect people to forgive him because we probably don't have forgiving hearts. But he sincerely wanted to apologize to anybody that had love for Nipsey, and especially his fans. And I was like, oh, you talking to me? I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? But um, I just... Um, just very happy to give Nipsey Hussle the Nipsey Hussle Award. Mm-hmm. That is that that's the shit to me. And um, something that also feels really good to me, Mel. I'll let you uh, introduce this one because this is our alma mater. 
even though I ain't graduated, I went on the Diddy scholarship, which means you drop out to be a rapper, but I did go for two years. H U? You know? What they doing, man? Howard University has a <laughs> partnership with the Jordan brand. We're getting J's, y'all. Everybody, J's, yeah. you get a J. You get a J. You get a J. If you buy them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if you buy them. So that partnership, we don't know all of the details behind that partnership, but right. we do know that, you know, it'll sponsor the sports leagues. Mm-hmm. It'll get, you know, more, uh, you know, better jerseys, of course. It'll be a, a difference in the standing, the, the stands, the actual event of a, of a basketball game or a football game or whatever. And with so many prominent high school African-American athletes um, saying they want to go to HBCUs, mm-hmm. knowing that Howard is a partnership with Jordan, meaning if you go to Howard and play well, you can get a Jordan endorsement deal. Mm. I'm going to put it like this. Over the next three, four years, you're going to see a, a change in all of HBCU athletics. You're going to see NCAA Howard, athletics get flipped on his whole head. His, his whole head. And shout out to Deion Sanders, who really... I believe he's leading the charge for mm-hmm. this. Um, shout out to him, uh, Gillian Waller, who are big supporters of his. They always at the games. Um, shit, Brittany Renner went, went to the school to talk. Noah Wayne, everybody's being very supportive. And people love Howard. Diddy just donated a million dollars to Howard a couple months, a couple I mean, months ago. It's Howard. I, mean, it, it, it <laughs> I, is. I, 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 I know we're biased, but like, <laughs> it's Howard. H U, you know, and I cannot wait to go to homecoming this year. I'm going year. to homecoming this year. Nick, this is going to be been... so much Jordan drip at homecoming this year. It's going to be stupid. It, you know what? I don't wear Jordans anymore, just because I like I wore them in high school. I wore them as a young adult. So when they're bringing shoes back from when I was 18, I'm like, I had those. I'm gonna give me a pair of Jordans. I'm now. definitely getting some H U J's. If they come out with it, well. Shit, what was that color? Blue and white. Blue, red, blue, well, blue, white, and red. They're probably they're, they're, the Olympic Jordans have that colorway. Whatever Jordans have that colorway, or oh, they make a special HU edition. That, that's what I believe it is. Because I've seen some J's with HU on them. So, oh, shit. yeah, you definitely think I want when I official. will. Think I want when I will. I'll definitely have you some I'm of them. definitely going to try to have some by homecoming because yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Everybody going to have them shits, but yeah. it's fine. And everybody up high on my um, class of 98, I'll be at homecoming this year. I'm trying to think of who I want to see. I'm going to homecoming this year. I ain't been to homecoming in like 15 years. I ain't been to homecoming in a minute. I think my last homecoming was like 99, 2000, 2001. Uh, that's like 20 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. I ain't been homecoming in like 20 years. Mm. You know what? I, I drove down there one night just to fuck. Well, I guess that's going. I didn't do any homecoming events. I just went to okay. Georgia Avenue and got out of the car. You know, <laughs> and I was just walking up to random women going like, excuse me, ma'am, um, but I'm finding this shit right. And I just did that to like every woman I saw. And because of the brassness and the funniness and the awkwardness, I got so much love that night. Niggas oh my like, God. because you can't help me like, what? What if she didn't been like, damn, no, and just walked? <laughs> no, I, I was too. We were in a different, I was silly as hell, funny, and I looked better back then. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, nobody thought I was fine. For, I don't think anybody thought I was fine. But to see a decent looking dude with that much confidence and, and being that, because if I was being serious, like, 
man, excuse me, you're not, you know, you like, oh, you give a fuck. But I'm being goofy anyway. I got all my boys with me. This nigga ain't like, this goofy ass nigga. But they were, it was a way to break the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think women appreciated that because I was like, hey, girl, hey, girl. Hey, shorty. Fuck you then, bitch. Yeah, shorty, it ain't shoes. <laughs> it ain't you, Jordans. Come here. Right. Um, Say that shit at home. Come, it's going to be a thousand women turn their head. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> I'm definitely not wearing, oh, you know what? It's probably not a good idea to wear those at homecoming. Because it's going to be a thousand motherfuckers there. They go get stepped on. Oh, yeah. yeah get stepped on like some, um, some bad crap. Bad cool. Bad, yeah. But, um, so, uh, shout out to HU, shout out to Michael Jordan, Jordan Brand, and I'm looking forward to homecoming this year. I haven't seen you guys in like 20 years. But I've been a power system, but it's never um, During that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was having a debate on Facebook a few weeks ago about is, is Serena Williams the greatest ath- individual athlete of all time? And some agreed, some didn't, some questioned it, some taught me things that strengthened my argument for her to be considered that. And I'm not sure at this point, I think with her 23, uh, I think Tiger has like nine um, Masters wins. The equivalent to that with Serena would be 23. So as far as individual, you can throw in Muhammad Ali and the different titles he won. Um, and I think that's probably the bar for individual athletics. Maybe you throw Arthur Ashe in there as well. But nobody really holds a candle to what Serena did. And she said she's going to retire. She used the word transition. And she wants to, you know, work on her um, venture capital um, business, Serena Invest, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Or Serena Capital. Something um, like that. And she's raised like $100 million for different various businesses. Serena, if you're ever looking to put any of that money into podcasting, <laughs> holla at a pod and then kick back in. Mm. Um, what was that? <laughs> um, so I want to congratulate Serena. I want to give yeah, her an applause for an amazing her. career. That's my celebrity lookalike. I was just about to say, you look like Serena with your hair. Well, it's, I've been getting that for a long time. Like since at least like 2007, 2008, people were telling me I look like Serena. So I, I can see Serena. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Especially told, now with the hair. I've told I look like a prettier Serena, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. thank you. And, and good, good. <laughs> but y'all that. gonna stop that? Uh, it may be a little bit of Serena hate out there. Um, so yeah, I'm watching y'all. In regards to what? The dude, she, her husband, being white, and then her, um, her makeup choices, or her looking oh. like she's been bleaching her skin. Ooh, I, I ain't heard about that one. Yeah, because that's definitely been a conversation that's been had online. People, people um, saying that they didn't find her attractive, saying disparaging things about her. Well, they probably, well, people have been saying fucked up shit about Serena for a long time because like she has a, a, a very, I don't call it masculine, but she's uh, muscular. That's what I was alluding to. And so, I mean, I'm sorry, she's too much woman for you. Serena, that, that, that happens to be a thing. Some women are just too much for certain men. Serena, and man. if you feel threatened by that, that's on you. That speaks more to you than it does about her. Respectfully, Serena got cheeks. I think it's true. Man, remember when she wore that black jump? Yeah, that's the one that really set it off. Motherfuckers was mad. So that picture they got of her, um, mm-hmm. this is called when you hit the record down. Mm-hmm. Spike, is that spiking? Mm-hmm. That's what she was doing. She was knocking something, and her ass was up on her back. I was like, 
damn, I'm just imagining that. Respectfully, respectfully, respectfully. I don't want to pull a Kevin Gates talking about somebody's wife and shit. No um, but uh, and I said that Serena is the greatest winner in individual sports, and we gave her a round of applause. It's only right to give another round of applause to the individual who's the greatest in teams, greatest winner in team sports, and that's Mr. Bill Russell. R.I.P. Bill Russell. R.I.P. And the NBA has announced that the number six, his jersey number, will be retired across the league. Oh, wow. So no player on any team will ever be able to wear number six again. That's huge. And it'll be in every rafter of every stadium, not stadium, arena. Arena. Every arena in the NBA. Um, LeBron wears six now. If you wear the number six today, you can continue to wear it. Your grandfather in. Okay. But starting this season, if you don't wear number six already, so he wears six in L.A. Yeah, and that's I, weird. I thought he was wearing twenty three. I thought he I was forgot. too. Well, he couldn't wear twenty three in Miami because Pat Riley retired twenty three based on Jordan. Okay. He said nobody in Miami would ever wear twenty three again because of how great Michael was. Right. So when he went to Miami, he had to wear six. Then he went back to Cleveland. He went back to twenty three. And I think when he first got to LA, he was wearing 23. And then at some point, I feel he like he was to too, because Kobe's That's 24, right? Yes. Okay. And, and exactly. And Kobe had eight and 20, the only player to have two jersey numbers retired. Right. Crazy, crazy. Who's who's the better Kobe, eight or 24? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 24. Whichever one played with Shaq. Eight. Okay. All right, boom. I, I, I'm gonna There's give a reason why I said that. What? Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to say 24 because he didn't play with Shaq. And that's when it was all on him. And he didn't have another player as good as Shaq. So he had to be the number one option. He Glad had to stuff. Okay. What, what, what? Nothing. Oh, oh, because of the... Yeah. Okay. Inside <laughs> <laughs> uh, joke. We'll tell you guys about it uh, after. Um... See, you'll know after the weekend, after next weekend. It facts Netflix and chill, man. Um, I watched the Murder Inc. Doc episode one. There's gonna be five episodes airing every Tuesday, I believe, at nine o'clock. Did you see episode one? Nope, no, I didn't think <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, it just talks about Irv's early beginnings. Um, him working with Mike Geronimo, um, him knowing Jay and starting to work with Jay. I honestly didn't even realize it was out. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, um, and this week has just been a crazy week. I haven't been at home in the evening at all. And then when I get up in the morning, I'm like up doing stuff with Junie. And so, like, I have not really watched TV at really all. You're really a dog, I really am. <laughs> and she's doing so much better now because she was, I was having a really hard time getting her to go back to using the bathroom outside. And so she was just using the little pet training pad. PTSD. Yeah. So now, We've we've gotten we've made a lot of progress in the last week. Good. So she's I don't know. <laughs> you are fucking up today with these, these buttons. buttons. I am. <laughs> but um, it's good to see the hit of Julie's getting back to normal. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Murder Inc. Doc, um, it's really good because as a big Murder Inc. fan, a huge Jay Z fan, Ja Rule fan. You guys, and I, I like Asante a little bit. I guess you guys can tell that. Um, and, and, uh, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And then knowing some people that were actually part of Murder Inc., like St. Santana and others, it's just, um, 
I know the story. There's still parts of it I don't know. So I'm looking to fill in the gaps of the stuff I don't know, but I am really into this story. Um, despite Herb's comments about Ashanti, despite all of that shit, I am just into the story and um, it's, it's well done. There are four more episodes and I'm looking forward to every single one. I am a little bummed that Ashanti isn't a part of this. Mm-hmm. And I think Herb was too. I think a lot of the people were saying, oh, he just pussy whip. He missed the pussy. He just bitch. He just like, that could be part of it. But also, they have a document, documentary on their entire legacy, and she's just not in it. Why did she decide not to be a part of it? She don't like her. Oh, okay. Um, and then she didn't do the, the they were going to do a murder ink tour. She backed out of that. But then, then her and Ja Rule went on tour. So okay. They did she do really don't fuck tour. with that nigga. She don't like Irv. Um, and then, after hearing, well, hearing some of the things he said, I don't blame her. Fuck that nigga. Yeah, but, but 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 he was wrong, and of course I'm always going to choose Ashanti over him because I'm I just am. But I do understand that if you feel like she did she she you know dumped you for Nelly, that could sting. She when the fans came, she said I'm out. I'm not riding with y'all no more. Fuck that shit. You on your own. Like oh, we create that could sting. She doesn't, you know, I don't speak for years and years and years. That can sting. She won't do the tour. She won't do the doc. All of that shit can sting. Yeah, she feels justified in why she feels that way, though. So Yeah, I'm not judging her. Yeah, I mean, they um, both can be upset about it. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah, the only thing I was trying to say was that Irv, I don't think it's just because she dumped him. Like there were other things. Yeah, but that, I mean, I also understand her side of it because, like, fan shit. Like, nigga, I, I, first of all, I'm not trying to go to jail, uh, and like, if it don't involve me, like, I don't want to be involved. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> ride or die, nigga. I gotta ride. I gotta ride out. <laughs> like, oh what? I got a brand to protect. I, I'm I'm not going to prison for you. No, we're not even married. We will never be married. So why? You why are married. I, why should I risk everything for you? Like, I feel her on that. Like, mm-mm. Fuck out of here. They both can feel how they feel. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's I'm not going to say nobody's wrong. There's definitely some wrong here. Yeah, and I think if you look at the bulk of the wrong, I want to put it in Gotti's feet, but I want to be a little sensitive to to what I think he's gone through. And I think that if you feel like somebody just don't have your back and just didn't drive with you, didn't stand with you, you're gonna, it's gonna hurt. And it's probably gonna come off as butthurt. Um, if I ever felt like somebody wasn't riding for me, I would, I would cut them off. And I would probably, a lot of times I don't say shit about people because I think it hurts more when you just don't acknowledge them at all. So I don't feel like I gotta go on every platform and say fucked up shit about people or expose what they've done. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel that way. Um, but I know what it's like when you think, you know, somebody riding with you and they got your back and, and they and manifest that they don't. You don't really get over that shit. Like, when I, and I felt betrayed, I have been, the sort doesn't really go away. Um, but you still gotta be respectful. It's, it's going to be love, respect, protect black women no matter what. So I'm going to keep saying shit like that as a reminder, not just to you, but to myself as well. Like, like we still got to. Like, yeah. 
I feel like he needs therapy. Definitely. Because he's holding on to a lot of anger. Oh, to, to have them be the most successful person in the fucking music industry at one point, not getting paid properly, not being compensated properly. Everybody's trying to steal your artist. Everybody just fucking you over. Then to the point where they finally give you your credit, your respect, and then you go and become the biggest label ever. And then the feds come and shut your whole shit down. You lose your company, you lose your deal, you lose your girl, you lose your wife. You know, he, he, everything falls apart. Your best friend, Jamu, goes to jail for two, three years. Uh, your other best friend, Supreme, he gets indicted for 30 years, and he's in jail probably the rest of his life. Uh, you have an antagonist as in 50 Cent who de- helped destroy you, and now you're watching this TV show every week. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for one you human. some introspection and realize what part you played in that shit. I agree. I agree. I, I 100%. Um, because you can't change other people. So if you can't find your fault, then it just is what it is going for the rest of your life. I always um, go by the philosophy of what could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. Because if everything is about what you did, I can't change you. Yeah, I wonder if you know what I mean? I'm a slave to that. that question. I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to say no. But, yeah, um, I'm sorry, I feel like he no. has it. I feel like he feels <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think he's had that type of self-reflection. Yeah, sometimes, and I've done, I'm, I'm guilty of this, sometimes when you see all the good you did and you feel wrong, you can't see your bad. It is a blind spot. It's, it's like, it's like uh, you know, when, when, when you try to parallel pocket look into the little sap, mm-hmm. it's a part you can't see. Mm-hmm. You can look in that joint and not see a car and pull out and motherfucker will smack your shit. Swipe this shit yeah, out. shit out you. Everybody has a blind spot. I think that Irv has a blind spot there. And that, this ain't me dumping on Irv. This is just me commenting on what I saw. I do respect Irv. He's one of my heroes in the music game. I just think that, you know, he got areas of opportunity, like we all do. And I ain't gonna not see it. You know what I'm saying? Um, that I did watch the Burn Ink Doc. Go watch it. It's good. Episode one came out last week, along with the show Tales, where he takes a song from hip hop, RB, whatever, and he makes a movie around the concept of the song. Hmm. It's, it's, it's creative, of course. It's good. I mean, like, I can't, I don't have another way to explain it to you. And each episode is like a mini movie. So these episodes are like an hour, 90 minutes long. So everything is like a damn movie. And it's good, man. I, that's, all, that's all I can say. That shit is good. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, I, I still haven't watched The Bear yet. Have you finished it? Yeah. Okay. So it, <laughs> just keep, keep in mind The Bear. I saw Joe Button and them talking about the Severance, which is supposed to be a really good show. Um, you in that show, you have a a job. You take a shot, and in that shot, you become two different people. You, you your work persona, and you your out of work persona. Mm-hmm. And being as though it separates the two of you so drastically, it's a lot of drama that can happen. Um, and there was another show they mentioned that was supposed to be really good. God damn it. I can't remember it. Um, but I, I'm still watching rap shit. I finished up Ozark finally. I know I'm late as hell, but I did finish Ozark. Now that I'm finally done, um, I can appreciate the way you ended. I did not want Ruth to go out like that, but I can appreciate it. Um, and Ozark was good. All's well that ends well. Ozark was a good show. Yeah, it was. Um, I wasn't disappointed with the ending. 
Some shows yeah. you get really disappointed by how they end. I, I wasn't disappointed, but um, I just like Ruth, so I, I felt a little way. <clears throat> but Marty, my guy, so they're yeah, cool. Um, uh, damn, what's the show? Uh, the rap, that rap shit. Uh, damn, there's a show. There's something I watched that was really good. I want to talk about it. rap shit. I still think is good. Um, and it's loosely based on the city girls and how they came up. Mm-hmm. And Karisha, uh, Young Miami, had did another episode. This episode had Saucy Santana and JT for the city girls. And they talked about like their differences and how they argue. And I was watching like, damn, y'all, do y'all like each other? Um, but they have a lot of, they argue like sisters. Mm-hmm. Like they argue, they at each other. Because JT is more laid back, more chill, just more like, I ain't with all that dumb shit. Like, I'm chilling. You get her tipsy, she'll be with all the ranching shit, but it's got to be that right day, that right time. She had the right amount of drinks. So now she can turn up with you. Yo, Miami is turning up all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And JT don't be feeling that shit every day. Like, I ain't turning like, like, sit your ass down, something so loud. And she said that when they when they all together, JT is one of them, like, why y'all so loud? <laughs> She's like, bitch, we was the same volume yesterday and you was with us. JT was like, I don't feel it today. Y'all bitch too loud. Like, what the fuck? Y'all acting too ratchet. So I do kind of see, based on the show, I think they made it too extreme. When the show, there's one woman who's like pro-black, power to the people, very straight and narrow, and your all path. That's supposed to be JT? Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think it's exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And then the young Miami character, I also think it's a little exaggerated, which, of course, you do that for TV. But now, seeing that, I'm kind of like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. And the show is Issa Rae, man. The show was damn good. You know, Issa, when has Issa ever given us a bad project? You know what I'm saying? Like, the show was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would tell you guys to watch that. I encourage you to watch it. Um, what else was I saying? Oh, I saw a 50 on Breakfast Club this week. Mm. That was a pretty good interview. He told a story about he seen Jay in um, Las Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he they were talking. And Beyonce was like sitting on them, like a window ledge. And he said she jumped down and, and ran up on him. And he was thinking like, what are you, what is she doing? Like why is she, you know, like monkey, like like what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he said it hit him like, oh she's she's running up on me. He was like, yeah. He said, I looked at Jay like, help, nigga. Like, what the fuck? And Jay was just like, I. Why is she running up on him? I don't know what to say. Because, you know, 50 and Jay, they they do little shots at each other. Oh. You know how 50 always take a shot at Diddy? Okay. He did the same shit with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z, they always take a shot at each other. And B just kind of felt like, if it's on, it's on. My baby mama harder than a lot of you niggas. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, he's like, but confusing was, it's still Beyonce. But she's still beautiful. She's still gorgeous. She's still sexy. She just, all of this amazingness. But she ready to rumble. He's like, one, this me and Jay shit. He ain't got nothing to do with you. She's there for her day. Right. He's like, damn. And then he was like, do you, like, she really thought I don't like Jay. And she really like think I want to do something. No, she was like, nigga, if you do try it, it's on site. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he was sitting there like, 
I don't even know how to respond. Like, what do I do? And this South man was like, you Just better laugh. be lucky. You better be lucky. Solange wasn't in. He was like, oh, shit. Solange I just would have had to reboot. I'd have had to do something else. You just throw the business up and keep it moving. Yeah. And he was like, so, you know, when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, she really think that I would do something to Jay. Like, I would never, like, that's that's my man. <laughs> we, we, we compete and we, you know, battle each other and shit. But I'm not, I don't want to hurt Jay. Like, the hell? <laughs> He was like, it was so crazy because B really rolled up on me. He said, ask Jay-Z. He said, he'll tell you, ask Jay, that shit really happened. He'll tell you. I just thought that was a funny-ass story. That'd be um, funny. That's a pretty good interview, you guys. Might want to check that out. Um, let's get into Mill's favorite segment. Come on, I turn it down because you two be hating. I can't see me do it today. <laughs> but it, it might have heard you. It was loud. Okay, that wasn't it. That didn't really do it. No. Like you said, kill, kill no, a gnat. I, I do sound like I'm trying to kill a gnat. Who <laughs> <laughs> want baby slaps? And this is an awkward slap position, so this ain't gonna work. All right, fuck it. You're supposed to smack up anyway. Yeah, well, I was trying to clap my hands, so simulate the slap, but it doesn't, it doesn't work. So sure. Sure. All right, so introduce to this or that, Mel, because I, I discovered Ooh. it on your page, your Facebook page. So really this whole um, debate started when that post came out about men being like their loneliest ever because women have, uh, and, and women have basically raised relationship standards and so they're in their happiest relationships. So now men are lonely. They're, because women are in better, healthier relationships, right? That's where this whole debate comes from. So this one woman makes a post, basically putting, is that you or me? Okay, basically putting men on game. Like y'all are facing that, failing at this basic stuff. Literally, that's what she said. Y'all are failing at the basic stuff. Like take an interest in, if you're gonna DM me, um, take a look at my page, see what I like. Take a real genuine interest in me as a person. Um, when you ask me out now, this is her specifically. She don't want to do a, a coffee date or like go for a walk. She want to do something different. She want to go to like we can do like we can do affordable stuff. We can go to happy hour. We can do whatever, whatever. Um, I'm a woman that has very limited time, so be creative and also um, I make money. So don't don't bring up the fact that I make money. Like don't be on some. Oh, I see you baller. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't say shit like that. That's literally what she was saying. Okay. And open the door, hold the door for yeah, the Yeah, open the door. Yeah. Um it was basic shit, y'all. Basic. basic shit. Basic. And she was very clear about it being the basics. And the men on my timeline were upset. This is why she she's giving off masculine energy, and that's why she's gonna be single. Oh, I? What? How? How is this masculine? She's just asking you for the take, asking you to take effort, make, take a genuine interest in who she is as a person. I don't think that's asking for too much, but apparently it was. It was too yeah. much. When I saw the controversy, I didn't know what the original post was. Because typically, when I see long posts like that, I just don't read them. I'm not interested. So I, I saw the post. I just skipped past it, and I saw Mill making a comment about uh, men. And I was like, well, what happened today? What happened today? Mm-hmm. So I texted her, like, what was going on? And she told me, so I went to the post. And I started reading the comments at first. And I was like, oh, shit. 
this girl must be the female Kevin Samuel. Something didn't happen. Oh, Lord. So then I go and read her actual post. And I'm like, wait a minute. I do want to date a woman I can afford. I do want to open doors for her. I do want her to feel special. I do want to have ideas for inexpensive dates that feel like really high quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to have a good conversation. I'm not jumping in nobody's inbox with nothing sick to say. I'm going to niggas will WID you to death. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to ask you what you're doing. Or we, I, I want to have a conversation. I want to get to know you. I want to find common interests with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, so what party are you mad at? And I think towards the end, it had a little bit of tone to it. Maybe sound a little bossy. I was like, is that why they're mad? But I took it like she's giving you game, dog. She's telling you what she wants, and it's probably going to be consistent with a lot of women, you know, of that ilk would mm-hmm. like. And um, probably most women. No, I can't imagine women going, I hope you jump into my inbox with nothing to say. <laughs> I just can't imagine that. Just, can't, just WID me to death. Yeah. HRU me to death. <laughs> I can't imagine a woman going, don't you dare hold that door for me. I ain't crippled. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. So I'm like, these are the basics that I do when I'm interested in a woman. I come up with creative dates. I come up with good concepts, um, good conversation. People. I'm a podcaster. I love to talk. I'm going to come up with good conversation. I'm, I'm going to, you know, try to make you feel special. I'm going to try to show you a good time. I, like what, what was the issue? And I really just couldn't get it unless it was just like a woman because she told me to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then I was like, so I, I, I blame the men for this. This is like one of them times where uh, Mel would normally tell me like, man, men on my time, I say this, this. I'm like, no, they didn't. Or you need to unfollow them or I don't have them people on my timeline, whatever. When I saw the people responding and, and the aggression and the anger and the, the, the it was like a judgment. One dude called you a feminist. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I, I was really like, yeah, because it. when a woman, when I say something like you, you would come back with this weak ass feminist you're a feminist bullshit. Like, come on, fuck out of here. And, you know, I retweeted it when we posted it and was like, these are the things I do on a basic level when I'm interested in a woman. Like, this is kind of how you move. Like, what do you do? If you're interested in a woman, you don't come up with good conversation? No, you don't. don't. Take her to fun they don't even try. And that's what we've been saying. They don't try. That's, that's just wild to me. It, it, it's like the old, um, when we used to um, rap back in the day, and and um and all the girls were like, well, men don't care about if we come or not. Like they just basically jerking they off. They want to the get pussy. a nut, yeah. They just jerking <laughs> off in, in somebody else's body. And I'm sitting there like, all I care about is the fucking woman orgasm. Like, what the fuck? And I'm reading this shit like, all I care about is a fun and expensive date. You talking my language. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I've taken women to Papa Do's doing happy hour. I've taken the women to museums. Um, now I used to do the museum, like, Fernbank After Dark, which we have drinks and there's a live band. Mm-hmm. So That'd it's not a free date. Um, but it's... It's fairly it, inexpensive. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, it's a free game. If you're in Atlanta, you can take a woman to the Fernbank After Dark. Um, and you probably spend less than $100. There's going to be a band. You can listen to the music. There's going to be an, uh, an exhibit. That's not cheap, just so you're clear. <laughs> okay, what's a cheap date? A cheap date is anything under $50. Okay. $100 is still spending money. You could probably, depending on how buying drinks there, because drinks there are going to be like 10 for, you know, $10. A cheap date is like, let's go to Piedmont Park yeah. and do some shit over there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's a cheap date. A par- and I, I'm, I'm famous for a park date. 
I got I got a I got a park date blanket. Your cheap date is let's go roller skating. Let's yeah. go bike riding. Let's go ride yeah. the the belt line. Like those are cheap dates. You can even rent bikes for like ten dollars or get a mm-hmm. fucking scooter and ride that. You know what I mean? Like those are cheap dates. You can do shit like that. Yeah. When I think of cheap dates, I, I try to think of like some under under a hundred because like, I, and I'm not movie isn't a date to me if I don't know you well. Yeah, so movie, movie could yeah. be a, a, a less expensive date, but I'm not going to movie on, a, on our first date. Yeah. Because all we're doing is watching the screen. Yeah, you don't even get a chance to talk. I would yeah. not suggest a first date being a movie for anybody. I don't know why we thought that was a good idea back in the day, because you can't talk. I, I never thought that. It, it, it never made sense to me, because I'm genuinely trying to get to know the person. We're not even going to talk. You know what I'm saying? Unless, unless it's an early movie, and then we do dinner we discuss the movie after the movie. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, with movie selling liquor and shit, you don't even need to go out after. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much that. Yeah. Um, but like, and fellas, like y'all gotta relax. And maybe you know, it, unless it, you go to the drive-through. I mean, the drive-in. Yeah. Now that could be an experience. Yeah, I, I love the drive-in, drive-through, drive-in, drive-in. drive-in. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to go to the drive-in to see a movie that I've never seen. That's because I spend more time talking in the drive-in than I do watching. Mm-hmm. Every time, see, we, every time we've gone to the drive-in, we we talking, we sipping, we got drinks, and I want to go to the drive-in with like a, a flatbed pickup truck and bring a grill out there. I want <laughs> to be like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The drive-in is an experience, you guys. It's called Starlight. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all don't have access to a drive-in movie theater, but if you're ever in a place where you can go to a drive-in movie theater, I highly recommend it. Um, and like Lou said, go see a movie that you've already seen before because yeah. you go spend yeah. time talking. Because like, it, it, it's, it's a totally different movie experience than going to a theater. Definitely, definitely. I mean, if you want to just buckle down and go on a date and we're just going to do regular, you turn the radio station on, you get the sound, you keep your windows up, the AC you want, and you're sitting there listening to the movie. Oh, you can sit in the back seat and cuddle up together. Yep. Yep. Smoke um, a blunt. Smoke a blunt. Have a drink. Do whatever. It could be that experience if you guys decide to make it that. Mm-hmm. But typically, when I go to the drive-in, we, we deep. It's just a crew event mm-hmm. more than a date. Um, um, I don't know, fellas. Like it just threw me off that y'all were so upset that women had these uh, standards. Standards. Like, How dare you have standards? Right. <laughs> And then I and I had to like bring in shit that I wouldn't do because nothing she said offended me. I was like, yeah, I'm not cash having you on the, to get to, to get your number. I ain't flying you on the front. I had to add shit because there was nothing offensive. I wasn't offended by anything she said. So I'm like, there is a list of things I won't do, but this shit, she ain't even gotta ask if I'm interested. And I had a girl hit me in the inbox like, oh, you do all this shit? Uh, well, when I'm interested, yes. If, if we just just a fuck thing, then. No, I'm, I'm not doing that. If I'm actually interested in, yeah, duh. Um, and before we move on from that, I did want to bring up being interested, being uninterested. And, uh, my my experience uh, with being triggered this week. Mm. So um, mm. I, I've been talking to this chick. I guess you could say on and off or whatever. We hadn't spoken in a while, and um, she hit me up. We started just conversing. I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll pay more attention this time. Maybe you know, maybe something different. And um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> right. And I was telling her, like, I used to argue and I would be kind of rude in my arguments. And I, I've worked on that. And, and my goal isn't to, like, 
berate anybody or destroy you in the argument. My goal is just to get my point across and, uh, and the level of maturity that I had to go through to get to that point. And so she was like, um, well, tell me about the time somebody destroyed you. No, anybody destroyed me. Oh, 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 what you saying? No, we were just totally destroyed. Like, um, I don't really have that. Everybody gets destroyed. I thought, like, well, I've been wrong. Is that what you're saying? She's like, okay, well, tell me about when you were wrong and they destroyed you. <laughs> Why are you so focused on destroy? Right, I'm the like, destruction. The hell? So I'm like, well, I, I, I said this to you guys really quickly. Um, you, uh, I thought that you could be an identical twin of the opposite sex. And um, JB was like, actually, you can't. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, Wait, why can't you? Right, because it's then, okay, go ahead. So I, I guess women have X chromosomes, men have X and Y chromosomes. Mm -hmm. So when you are when you're identical twins, the- uh, Your DNA the, sequence the, is exactly the your same. Your DNA, or the, the nut, the seed, the seed, the semen, Fertilizes one, one egg, egg and it splits in half. And it splits in half. Mm -hmm. so, so it's a carb it's exact copies. The DNA exactly. is so exactly it has to be the, the same, same sex. Mm -hmm. And when you have fraternal twins, it's two different sperm mm -hmm. um, fertilizing two different eggs. Mm -hmm. So it could be a boy egg, a, a girl egg, a male female egg, um, or male male egg, or female female egg. Mm -hmm. So you could never have identical twins of the of different sexes. Correct. And I was like, oh shit. Now, so I told her that, and I was like, but I thought you could, so I was totally wrong. But I was like, usually when I'm wrong, I don't have my chest out, unless it's like jerk chicken patty. Then I probably have my chest out. <laughs> <laughs> but most oh, of the man, time, that was a classic moment. If, I'm, if I don't know, I'm not sure, I just shut the fuck up, and I'm telling her this. And I'm like, so I don't really get called out, I'm not really wrong a lot, because I usually just, I know how to shut the fuck up. My goal isn't always to be right, it's to be correct. And my opinion is, like, I, I'm against Christianity, right? But if I found out tomorrow Christianity was the way to go, I would just switch. Uh, I, I, I don't have no ego in it. I want the correct information. I want to be correct more than I want to be right. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, so did you feel destroyed? Did it happen? And I'm just like, I feel like you, you fucking with me. Like, I don't know why you keep saying that. Like, I don't know on my mic. I, like, I feel like you, you, you kind of like, kind of like. Sorry. I don't know. This is driving me nuts. Fixing my mic. I don't know if I'm fixing it. It sounds like it got worse. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm like, I'm feeling kind of triggered. I don't know what's going on. I, I feel like you trying, I don't know, you being funny or something? Like, you trying to fuck with me. And she was like, basically, yeah, she was kind of trying to trigger me. And I'm like, why would you? Like, I feel like I'm the Hulk. Why are you fucking with the Hulk? You know, well, maybe she doesn't know, but you know, I, I can I can turn green. So I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I was like, you know what? Um, I, I, I'm not trying to like be rude, but I'm, I'm starting to get triggered. And it's, it's feeling like you really are doing this on purpose. And she was a little bit of like, basically I am. I was like, you know what? When people show you who they are, believe, believe them. them. So I just said, you know what? Um, I'm not enjoying talking to you. So I'm gonna stop talking to you, goodbye. And that was goodbye forever, because I'm like, as much therapy and work I've done to not respond triggered in situations, to have somebody intentionally and vocally admit that they are trying to trigger me, I'm like, you're trouble. You're gonna be the reason I have an episode. It's gonna be you, well, or it's gonna be me allowing you to be in my life, which allows me to, so I know how to this fix This time niggas go to prison. Exactly. I know what to do. You go your way, I go back. But um, 
And that's me having a standard. <laughs> Just to bring it full Everybody circle. Everybody should have standards. Yeah, because that shit crazy. I'm like, you motherfucker, like, are you, you're trying to trigger me? Why would, why would you ever try to do that? It's wild. Um, there, there's new music to drop in our eargasm segment. Oh, did you want to comment on that? No. Okay, well, so there's new music Poor to get mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Um, the game put out a new album. Um, I like it. I like it a lot, actually. But it was like way too many remakes. He went and just got like 10 Jay-Z beats and just redid them. I'm like, what are you doing? It's 30-something songs. It's just too long of an That's album. That's too much. Nobody wants an album that long. Yeah, and it's 10 different remakes. Remakes. Or Nobody whatever. wants to hear that. Um, some of the songs were actually good though, but it was just so many remakes, it just got weird. Like, why are you doing that? Um, and he did a song called Black Slim Shady, which is a 10 minute Eminem disc, right? Um, it's okay, I guess, but I'm not an Eminem fan, so I don't even want to hear Eminem. I don't want to hear Eminem rap, I don't want to hear you rap like Eminem, I don't want to hear Eminem dissing anybody, I don't want to hear nobody dissing Eminem. I want Eminem to just be gone. You know what I'm saying? I respect his talent, but I don't have no interest in knowing anything about Eminem. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear him. I don't want to talk about him. Nothing. I like Eminem, so I don't have a problem. But I'm like, you gonna make it rap this about Eminem? I hope it's good. You still listen to Eminem? I haven't. I'm a person that doesn't really listen to music like that anymore. So I used to be a big Eminem fan, though. His first like Marshall Mathers LP, that yeah. was my shit. Like 20 years ago, though. Yeah. He put out like 18 albums since then. I'm sure. And I ain't heard the wildness. I try to listen to him, but I just I don't enjoy him. Yeah, I I used to love Eminem. That's my new shit. I'm sorry, when, I, when I don't enjoy something, I'm just getting rid of it. <laughs> I don't enjoy Eminem anymore, so I don't listen. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna stop using that shit. I'm not enjoy, I don't enjoy it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's I, the name of this episode. I still think I he's one of anymore. the greatest. I mean, one of the best rappers. He definitely um, a, lyrically a um, man, man, monster. Yes, I remember somebody posted uh, something about Renegade like a couple weeks ago, and they were basically was it oh was it was there an interview where like Beans was talking about Renegade or something like that, and or was it Memphis Bleak? And people saying that, and uh, Memphis Bleak was like, yeah, what did he say? Because if it was, he was like, oh, he was basically like. Right, but he was like, I mean, if you listen to how it aged, like Jay-Z really bodied it or something like that, it's really, he really had the better verse. And I had to, I went back and listened to Renegade and I was like, no, he didn't. He's like, he's 20 years later, Eminem still murdered him on this beat. Like, I don't think M murdered him. I think that M, I thought M got out on him. I thought M asked him. But there's a line with Jay, there's a, a, a section when Jay was like, I went and, and I went the other way and I walked in the road and I did, 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 did. and I was like, woo But uh, I do think as a general rule, M got out and invested yeah, him. Yes. But I never thought he murdered. I thought when Nas said that shit, Eminem murdered you on your own shit, I think people ran with that. I didn't feel like Eminem murdered him. I felt like Eminem was better. He definitely was better. There's no question about that. I think that's the bigger point. Like, it doesn't have to be bodied him, but he still outworked you on your own shit. Yeah. I love it when a woman outworked me on my own oh shit. My God. I tell you, I ladies, kind of I love it. it. I love it. But um, that that's going to happen as a rapper. Like like everybody said, Kanye killed him on um 
I'm on this town tonight with Rihanna. Like, it's going to be noticeable because it's Jay. So to hear anybody out do Jay on the Jay song, it's like, oh. Well, it, I, for, for me, it made me be like, how did that, how did that even happen? Because I feel like it's not like Jay-Z just put the shit out without listening to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you got some hot bar, it's my song, and you come up with some fire-ass bars that's better than mine, I might go back and redo my shit. Because um, I don't want you outdoing me on my shit. I think there's a, it, it's a couple of things. As an MC, one, you don't want to change your lyrics. He, he, like, I did what I did. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna stick with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, we'll we'll see how people feel about it, but be cool, baby. Okay. I'ma stick beside him. You would need some buttons, uh, bro. I gotta, I gotta relabel them. But like, yeah. I'ma stick beside him. That's my verse. I wrote it. I'm riding with it. And we'll just, you know, we'll just see. And then there's a thing of, I don't think you killed me. There, there's another thing where you like, I think my verse is better. Mm-hmm. And then when the public hears it, you go, oh. Yeah, and I really think this was better than my verse. I wonder if people were in the room when it was released, like before, not released, but uh, like a they like definitely a had a listening session. Yeah, absolutely, without and a doubt. I'm, I'm like, were there just a bunch of whole people who in there were like, yeah, Jay, it's your voice, your verse is the best, or was anybody but, in there being honest and he was just like, ah, eh, fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Like, to uh, and a, a third way to look at it as an MC is. I want to have a great album and I got you on it. I want the best verse you can give me. Mm-hmm. And if at the end of the day, people think that your verse is better than mine, then guess what? I got one of your probably best verses on my album. That's a win for me. I, I don't want you, I don't want, I want your, if, you, if I'm gonna have you on my song, I want your best shit you ever wrote. I feel you. And I, 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 want, to, I want to do better than that. That's where, but I've never changed my verse because of somebody else. I, I, it's 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 too much ego involved in that. Um, unless like it was just a junk night and I did a fucked up version of my verse. You know what I'm saying? Now I have had somebody say you should do a fast flow on this track. I don't want you to do your slow flow. Mm-hmm. And I already recorded my slow flow. And it was like no, fast flow. Mm-hmm. Like um, so and so went fast, so and so went fast. You only went with slow. Go back, we do a verse, make it fast. And I went and made a bounce, uh, basically a bounce flow. Um, but that wasn't because I got killed. It was just because it was like, no, we, we, I want up to the- This is the cadence I want. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm just wondering. But I, I, yeah, I don't think Jay was sitting around like, man, it murdered me on my shit. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, oh, well, no. Because if he thought Yeah, that, I'm sure he wasn't like that. I'm just wondering if other people heard him was like, yo, you should probably redo this. And he was like, nah, my shit is harder than his. And then it came out and it, and it was like, oh, it's not harder than his. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but the, the, narr- the narrative was never like, when the song came out, niggas were like, damn, him killed him. Niggas was like, that Jay-Z Eminem's on fire. And then when Nas said Eminem murdered you on your own shit, that became the new narrative. Now all of a sudden Eminem murdered him. That wasn't like the that wasn't the hood lord. That wasn't what was saying the barbershop. It wasn't a thing mm-hmm. until Nas said it. And then people go, yeah, that's right, Nas, you did murder him. So it wasn't like time went by. It was like a year later when Nas said that shit. It was over. There's nobody someone talking about the song no more. And then all of a sudden when Nas said that shit, unless my memory's off. 
I feel like all of this happened in like 2001, 2002. It was about a year. It was about a year difference because everybody was like, Nas ever going to spawn? It was like a year. You about Ether? Yeah, when Ether came out. Yeah, I remember when Ether on. came out. But I, I remember listening to Renegade. I feel like I remember listening to Renegade before Ether came out. And just, I always liked Renegade, but I always gravitated towards Eminem's verses because I was a bigger Eminem fan at that time mm. than I was Jay Z. So. Because I, I was not a Jay-Z fan like that. Like, my sister put me on a J, but I wasn't, like, a real big Jay-Z fan. But I definitely loved me some Eminem. That's odd. Because usually people that's like not really a Jay-Z fan, they're much younger than you. Like, I were, like, I'm a, you know, a little bit older than you, but around your age is when, like, the appreciation for Jay is still usually there. So when I was, like... 16 years old, I wasn't really rocking with Jay like that. How old were you in 96? 14. Mm-hmm. So I like reasonable doubt that wasn't that wasn't on my radar. Mm-hmm. Hard knock hard knock life, that wasn't on my on my radar. You know, in my lifetime, not on my radar. It wasn't okay. until okay. I got to college that I went back and listened to Reasonable Doubt. Okay. That's when I started listening to Jay-Z. And I was like, oh, he's cool. I'm still not like a real big Jay-Z fan. I don't know when I became a Big Jay Z fan because I he's always been present, but I guess I just started. I, I shit, I probably had the same way with B, where I was just like, ah, y'all are cool, but I used to hate on Jay a little bit because I liked Jay when I was a little kid. Jay was with the dude Jazz, mm-hmm. and they had a couple songs out, and I really liked Jazz. Jay Z was like his little homie, and I, so I liked Jay Z, and Jay Z was coming up under Big Daddy Kane. Of course, Kane was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So I liked Jay-Z, but then he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back, he seemed just to be, it was like, he was like a Fresh Prince type nigga. Will mm-hmm. Jazz. Well, this is what happened. It was street niggas. Jazz's record label was the same record label as Fresh Prince. And they wanted him to make a Fresh Prince type song. Mm-hmm. So he made mm-hmm. a song, Hawaiian Sophie. Uh-huh. And Jay-Z was on the song. So to me, they were... The Hawaiian Sophie dudes. Okay. So when he came back, being this tough drug dealer, I was like, like, "Who the fuck is this nigga?" Like, I remember you called Hawaiian Sophie, nigga. What the fuck kind of shit? And he's like, "That is not who I am." Right. Um. So I didn't buy into it at first. So let's say Reasonable Dog came out '96. I didn't start listening to Jay until In My Lifetime Volume One dropped, which was I think '97, '98. Um. So I didn't start listening to Jay until then. Then I went back to Reasonable Dog. Then of course I was just hook fan. Biggest fan ever. See his book right there. That's wild. So I got a Jay Z Rolling Stone cover right mm-hmm. there. Jay Z's book, book right next to it. Mm-hmm. Ashanti in the L Cool J workout book. That's my, crazy. My uh, sister bought me Hard Knock Life. Yeah, by then, by then I was, like I, was, I was Christmas present or something like that. And I used yeah. to play that Snoopy track all the time. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, uh, volume two. I thought that was Hard Knock Life. Like, well, it's volume one, Hard Knock Life. Volume two. I thought Hard Knock Life was volume two. No, no, okay. Vo- no, you're right. We're both right. Volume two is Hard Knock Life. Snoopy Saw was volume three. Trust me. Remember, I don't debate when I don't know. Trust me. You can trust I still me. have to look it up. <laughs> Hard Knock Life is, it was all good just a week ago. Can I get a what, what? Um, Got to get that paper, dog. Jigga what? Jigga who? Volume okay. three is Snoopy track. Um, um, and, um, come and get oh me. God. Yeah, I hated that song. That's you. No. I ain't, I ain't moving. 
that's definitely you. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I said all oh, that to say, yeah, the game's album's out. I don't know how the yeah, hell we, we went just went down a whole rabbit hole. Um, Let's hurry up. <laughs> Raw Wave, everybody loves them. I, I can't get into his music. It's super, it sounds like depressing gospel. I just, I, I, I can't do it, man. I know everybody loves them. I, I, I don't. Um, Meg's album, I think, is probably going to be the one top album of the year. Like, it's very weird that I see a woman has the album of the year. But upon first couple of listens, Meg should fire. I heard the Joe Budden podcast talking about it's not getting a promotion it deserves. Maybe it's not that good. They hadn't heard it yet. I want, I want to know what they say now that they heard it. Because mm. that shit fire to me. Like, Meg's album is crap. I like that shit. She got some. She got a little bit of that Beyonce Drake dance music. She got like one or two House songs. Music stuff. Yeah, like one or two. She got one or two Why like is that the trend Caribbean right now? type records, and then everything else is just fire. She, and she's talking that freaky shit. She's talking about how good her pussy is, and I, I love to hear that. So it's the same stuff. Yeah, and she got some. She got some personal shit. She got some shit like I went through this. This, this month was pulled me my best friend. I guess the girl that I was mm-hmm. there. She got she, she pouring her heart out. This is probably my favorite album from a female artist in years. Probably since Cardi's um, debut album. I really like Cardi's I first album. I miss Cardi. Uh, she has a new single out mm-hmm. with Kanye and Lil Durk. It was okay. And uh, I wasn't feeling Meg's single with Future, but the album is really good. And I'm not feeling Nicki's new single. Um, it's called uh, Freaky Girl. Um in the samples, Rick James, uh, girls all right with me. Super Freak. It's called Super, Super Freak Girl. Freak. And that, that's just a weird title. Super Freak Girl. I saw a, come up with a better title. video of her like performing or something recently. I was like, oh. All right. Meg, Nikki, Cardi. Uh, what's the joke? Shoot one, marry one, fuck one. Um, shoot Nikki, marry and... Marion Cardi and fucking Meg. It's either Nikki's getting shot. The other two are interchangeable. <laughs> now, 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 now I feel <laughs> fucked up behind my shit because I don't want to say shoot Meg. Oh, so I, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I can't. I can't play the game. Lord. But uh. uh I'm fucking Cardi. I gotta get one night with Cardi. Well, I sound like party one. No, that's somebody wife. Moving on. I said I wasn't gonna do Kevin Gates. Um shit. So all right, moving on. Um Voice Rock, Voice to Five Nine, speaking to Eminem earlier, dropped his greatest hits. Um, it's available. I say get it. Voice has always been like a super talented rapper. I think he's better than Eminem. I think the Eminem was white, so he was able to shine more. But I think Voice is one of the greatest MCs ever and doesn't get nearly the credit he deserves. At all. And um, uh, I'll just I'll just leave him as far as sports. The NFL is back. Um, <laughs> and that's how we do sports every week. Yep. The NFL is back. Kyle Kuzma from the Wizards dropped sixty-seven points in the summer league. All of these big stars, LeBron James, everybody's going to summer league. Ain't nobody dropped. Kyle Kuzma has sixty-seven points, eleven rebounds, nine assists in summer league. He is going to be a problem this year. And alongside Bill. And Christos Porzingis, I, last year I got super hype on the Wizards and I jumped out the window. I ain't going to jump out the window, but I am going to say 
we will be in the playoffs. I don't know if that means we make the play-in tournament and fight our way in, or if it means that we are top six seed and we make it you know, organically. The Wizards will be in the playoffs, and we will not, we will win more than one game. Last time we win the playoffs, we won one game. It's definitely you, because I have not moved. It's your mic. I'm not moving. No, that's not me. Look. I'm not moving. Well, look. Now look, I'm going to the mic. Well, it's probably because you. It's not me. It's you. It's, we just saw that I just. Because your look. mic's not even picking up uh, audio right now. It's definitely you. There's a short check, in your check, mic. Check. Oh, it is me. That is me. You don't argue when you're not. <laughs> you see how quickly I. You're still wrong and it's still off. I just want to be correct. <laughs> I don't want to be right. I want to be correct. There's a short in that mic. It is. It is. So I won't be using it. We'll get this to the guests next week. <laughs> I'm not using this. Well, they, they can have my mic because I won't be. Oh, here. yeah, you won't be here. Um, Kickbackers, man, we appreciate you. Um, we are a top in the top twenty-five percent of all podcasts in the United States of America. We are consistently there. That is where we exist, and I want to get into that top ten percent, that top one percent. Excuse me. So, like, subscribe, and all that good shit. <laughs> so, like, hit like and subscribe on Apple, on Spotify. You can watch us on YouTube, and if you watch on YouTube, you probably look crazy as hell because I'm using Mel's mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I appreciate you guys. We do have Patreon. We do have more content coming. This is going to be our greatest year ever. I feel it in my ball sack. And um, I want to thank you guys. I want you to have an amazing week. Um, JB's birthday coming up. Happy early birthday, Happy JB. Happy birthday, JB. And uh, we're going to turn up next weekend. And let me see what else. Um, tell a friend. Send somebody this episode. Just send it to anybody. Your friend, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your homegirl, your worst enemy. Just send somebody this episode, either on YouTube or Apple or wherever you listen or view, and let them uh, experience the experience. Subscribe to the vibe. Oh no, we out. Come eat dinner at my job. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Atlanta, come to the Lawrence. <laughs>